Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And uh, good morning to all of our listeners on this Thursday morning. June 10th, the 10th week of Ordinary Time. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, and I am coming to you live from Dickinson today. I got up to drive west. I'm at High Plains Dental, and uh, we're doing our show live from here on 12th Street West in Dickinson. So it's great to have all of you listening. we got a great show for you planned. Uh, Let's begin with uh, a prayer first. To begin our day, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Dear Jesus, help us to spread your fragrance wherever we go. Flood my soul with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess my whole being so utterly that my life may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through me and be so in me that every soul I come in contact with may feel your presence in my soul. Let them look up and see no longer me but only Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Archbishop Bernie Hebda shared that prayer with us. He was out at the Richardson Abbey to lead the priests of the Diocese of Bismarck in retreat last week. Uh, that, that's where his motto comes from, uh, the end of that prayer. Uh, it's attributed to St. John Henry Newman. More than likely, he said the beginning part of that prayer, which I just read, is from Mother Teresa, only Jesus. Uh, a great motto, and uh, it's pretty much it's pretty much all you need. I hope your day is starting off well. Uh, we came in early this morning. I got up at 4:30. I'm in Dickinson, North Dakota, back in my old stomping grounds, coming to you live from High Plains Dental. My first guest calling in from Bismarck, Bishop David Kagan. Good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Uh, I could have sworn I assigned you to Bismarck. Yes, I'm still popular out west, and I get up early (laughs) and get around. I'll I'll be back in uh, central time by by noon. Uh, Bishop Kagan, it's great to uh, have you as my first uh, guest today. Uh, The lead-offs are always important, and uh, you're a great lead-off for for my show. Tomorrow we got a big day in the Diocese of Bismarck. We'll, We'll get to that with our our ordinations coming up. First, I'd like to touch uh, base uh, with you on your pastoral letter. On uh, Pentecost of this year, May 23rd, um, your pastoral letter came out to uh, the clergy, uh, head it first. It's going out to the faithful uh, as, as we speak. And um, let's visit with uh, the people about this a bit. Uh, what is a, a pastoral letter, Bishop? And why did you write one? Well, uh, I've, this is the uh, fifth pastoral letter I've written since uh, becoming bishop, but a pastoral letter from a bishop is uh, similar to uh, an apostolic letter that a pope would write uh, to the universal church. This 
uh, a bishop's pastoral letter is directed specifically uh, to the people, Catholic people of his own diocese. And uh, they uh, sometimes they are, are more general uh, in uh, 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 nature, and sometimes uh, they address one or two specific uh, issues of Catholic uh, life, uh, Catholic doctrine and practice. And uh, this pastoral letter, I think, is probably going to end up being a combination of a little general and more specific, because, uh, as I, as I uh, noted in the, the preface uh, for this pastoral letter, uh, I, I got the inspiration to do this uh, during the pandemic, and... Uh, um, uh, what prompted me to do it, uh, as I mentioned in in the pastoral letter, uh, is the communications that I received from uh, Catholic people um, questioning or objecting to uh, some of what um, uh, we restricted or just suspended doing uh, for a particular period of time. Uh, in that uh, that pandemic period between March 19th uh, of 2019 and um, or 2020, I, I can't recall right now. My my years are getting confused. But uh, that period of time when we suspended mainly uh, all public worship uh, for about uh, a little over. Uh, two months or around two months period of time, and then re reopened with uh, definite restrictions on public worship. But uh, one of the things that had occurred to me reading, and I mean, they weren't mean communications, They, uh, but the people were sincere, but very uninformed about what Catholic uh teaching and practice really is with regard to uh, Catholic life, uh, the sacraments, uh, the uh, devotional life of the Church, those sorts of things. And so uh, that was one of my motivations, but the primary motivation is to really, I'm hoping uh, that as more and more Catholic people read this letter, they understand that uh, none of us, uh, no matter how old we live to be, we never get to a point where we should stop, you know, studying and learning more of our faith, uh, what we believe, why we believe it, and how we put our beliefs into practice. And especially in these days, when, you know, it's very obvious to to all of us, our society, our culture, is uh, in serious trouble. Uh, the, the secularism that uh, for a while was somewhat secretive is out in the open. Uh, you know, the ideologues are striving to remove God uh, from the daily life of everyone and make religion simply a private practice and devotion. And, of course, 
the Catholic faith is just the opposite of that. And uh, so I, I, what I'm hopeful in time, and I'll, I'll uh, have more to say about it in, in the coming issues of the uh, Dakota Catholic Action from month to month, is that Catholics are inspired to go back to the real sources uh, for us, sacred strip is scripture and uh, holy tradition, and uh, that source of holy tradition is best exemplified for us today by the catechism of the Catholic Church, by the encyclicals and apostolic letters and apostolic exhortations that uh, our last several popes have, have given to the Church as a real gift uh, for our uh, further edification and strengthening of our faith. But uh, I think it's it's uh, we've gotten to a point where uh, if the Catholic Church, it, meaning the Catholic people, do not step forward, and by that I mean all of us, me, the bishop, all the priests, deacons, and lay Catholic women and men, we don't step forward and really live the faith uh, in word and example, uh, no one else is going to, and our culture and our society is going to continue uh, to descend into a, a terrible form of, of paganism, you know. Uh, so I, I, that's, a, that's a long explanation for what, why I wrote the pastoral letter, but I see the time as very opportune. Uh, coming back from uh, all of those restrictions we all were observing during the pandemic and getting back into the rhythm of our Catholic life. If for us as Catholics, it just shouldn't be back to business as usual. We all need to grow in our faith, and certainly that happens by uh, first and always prayer, but also real study and uh, meditation on our sure and certain uh, sources for uh, the truth, and that is sacred scripture and our uh, Catholic tradition. Bishop Kagan is my first guest on Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're talking about his pastoral letter now going out to the faithful of the Diocese of Bismarck. Bishop, what I liked about your, your letter, first of all, it was kind of, I, I think of it as kind of a post-pandemic reconnection uh, and um, yeah. or kind of a reorientation. Um, the, the, the words pandemic are in the first words of your preface, and that, that's certainly on your mind. As well, and I, I like the specific divisions you speak to the Catholic faithful in general, to the clergy and religious, uh, to the lay faithful, and then for uh, culture and society as well. Uh, and then after your summary, which is very unusual, uh, I there there are some questions um, which I I like in the appendix. It's actually page thirty-eight. Uh, just. Um, uh, Questions uh, that you indicate are uh, a good way to gauge one's knowledge of the basics of our of our faith. I would, I, I would direct the faithful uh, to that. 
page 38 of Bishop Kagan's latest pastoral letter. And um, there's 20 questions there. Sometimes uh, parents ask me, you know, what what are the basics? What what should I teach? And I I, I think you you have it there. I I, I like this this knowledge component uh, as well because faith is uh, you know uh, needs to seek its understanding, and um, so I, I appreciate that as well on page thirty eight. Well, thank you. And uh, Catholic organizations you list uh, that you support is clear, uh, the magisterial teachings, your Catholic reference works, and, and the, what you use in Second Vatican Council. So uh, this will be going out to, to the faithful. Um, Bishop Kagan's pastoral, it was um, issued on the Solemnity of Pentecost, May 2021. And this is, Bishop Kagan, as you said, your fifth already pastoral letter. Mm-hmm. In your episcopacy. Well, and it's posted on the diocesan website, so uh, people could certainly go to that website and read it. And I think it's put in a format where if they were inclined to do so, they could even copy it off that. But uh, uh, we're sending uh, a supply of these to every parish, and if people need more, we have, we have some extra copies as well. Bishop Kagan, uh, tomorrow's a big day in the Diocese of Bismarck, and as as I prepped for this show uh, yesterday, um, I pulled again Monsignor Walsh's book entitled uh, "God Still Calls," from the year right. two, two thousand, and uh, we're we're gearing up for <laughs> some big festivities tomorrow and uh, first masses on Saturday because Bishop God still calls. And it's it's just it's it's a tremendous uh, mystery and a, and a tremendous uh, truth. Tell us about your upcoming ordinations. Well, uh, as people know from uh, the DCA and again from our website, we have uh, four excellent young men uh, who will be ordained uh, to the sacred priesthood tomorrow afternoon, and it's a beautiful solemnity on which to be ordained, the solemnity of the most sacred art of Jesus. And uh, and I'm sure people have read uh, from the DCA where these four new priests will be assigned, and... um, I think, as you say, and in, in I've read Monsignor Walsh's book twice since becoming bishop, and it, it really is—it's it, so good uh, because, it, and because it's so true. You know, God continues to call; He never stops calling uh, young men uh, yeah. uh, to the priesthood, and uh, uh, but it's just further evidence that you know. So many of our Catholic people pray daily uh, for vocations, not just for the men who are in our seminaries right now uh, preparing for the priesthood, but for an increase in vocations. And, you know, it, it just, if we ever doubted that God listens to our prayers, we shouldn't, because God always hears and answers every prayer of ours not always in the way we tell him he's supposed to do, but he always will answer for what is uh, best uh, for us. And uh, this is one of those examples of, you know, God answering the prayers because we, too, know what's best, 
in this regard. We need priests, and God will never be outdone in his generosity in answering our prayers. And these four priests, these four men-to-be ordained priests tomorrow are living proof of that. And uh, I'm just, I'm I'm so grateful and edified uh, that I, you know, it's, there are, as I go around for confirmations across the diocese, uh, young people will ask often enough, you know, what do you enjoy most uh, about being bishop? And there are two things, and, and in both instances, uh, uh, people are consecrated by the Holy Spirit for the mission of the Church, which Jesus gave to the apostles, and I I enjoy confirming young people and ordaining men to the diaconate and the priesthood, because in both, they're anointed and given an active uh, part in promoting the mission of the Church, which Jesus gave to the apostles when he ascended back to the Father. And so, tomorrow is a great day, Uh, and uh, it's it should be a happy and a joyful day for every single Catholic in the Diocese of Bismarck, and frankly, it's a great day for the Church itself. Bishop Kagan is my first guest, the Bishop of the Diocese of Bismarck, and welcome to Real Presence Light. We appreciate our listeners, really, in, in a great chunk of the upper Midwest of the United States. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're talking about the upcoming ordinations at the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit tomorrow, June 11th, the feast day of the Sacred Heart, um, the solemnity of the Sacred Heart, where Bishop Kagan will ordain four more, I dare add, homegrown uh, young men to yeah. the priesthood. And uh, one of the one of the things uh, Archbishop Hebda commented on last week, Bishop, uh, during the retreat, is uh, that there, there, there's a there's a secret to the Diocese of Bismarck in vocations. And he came out, he said, in part, to to find the ingredients to that secret uh, sauce. What do you think we have going for us in the Diocese of Bismarck with all of the vocations we have and all the men you're ordaining? Well, uh, I don't know if it's a a secret in the way we think of a secret normally, but it all begins with, you know, good holy Catholic families who pray together as families uh, and set a good example for their sons and daughters. Uh, But also, uh, we have exemplary priests. And as young men and women, you know, begin to grow up, get into parish life, Catholic school life, uh, religious formation in the parishes, they see the good example and the dedication of our priests. And this always has a positive effect uh, in uh, keeping their minds and hearts open uh, to the prompting of the Holy Spirit uh, regarding the priesthood or the consecrated life. And, uh, and uh, again, I, I can't say enough about uh, the, the good example of families and our, our priests in inspiring other young men, at least as we're talking about them now, uh, to respond with a a firm and a solid yes 
to God's call to the priesthood. And uh, uh, I, again, I don't know if it's uh, that big of a secret, but that seems to be what I've observed over almost 10 years now as bishop. That's the constant. You know, in the individual cases, there, you know, are other circumstances, but the constant I see are, are those two things. And uh, a, a third, if I could add, is Bishop Zippel committed a diocese to having a full-time priest chaplain in each one of our Catholic school, three Catholic school systems, and that was uh, that was a wonderful thing to do, and that uh, has had also a, a tremendous effect and an impact on vocations uh, in our diocese. And, and I'm firmly committed to continuing what Bishop Ziffel started in that regard. God still calls. Bishop Kagan, and yep. tomorrow you will ordain four, and they I, I've gotten to know our seminarians, and you assign, I'm blessed to say, uh, many of the newly ordained to me, and I I just see them as spiritually mature, they're, they're uh, well-adjusted, uh, normal men that, that really are aware of of the struggles in life and the beauty of faith, and I'm looking forward to to concelebrating tomorrow, probably with with up to eighty other priests uh, as you ordain four men to the diocese. Oh yeah, well. there will be a good number. Yes, Bishop Kagan, thank you for leading off my show, uh, which is critical for a good show. And I wish you, I wish you a good rest of your day. All right. All right. Thanks, Monsignor. God Say hi to, and give Benny a pat for me. And it's uh, we just had supper together on on Tuesday, yeah. and it's great to visit with you again. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Thank you. There is Bishop David Kagan of the Diocese of Bismarck. We do have our ordinations tomorrow for all the men being ordained or those who have been ordained in our listening area. Congratulations to all of you. And uh, again, it's, it's a great way for our laity to, to celebrate um, how God, I think, has really rewarded us in our prayers for vocations, answered our prayers, often in ways we don't know or in ways beyond we imagine. And we congratulate all the newly ordained priests and uh, all the best as you begin your assignments. I, I was there uh, 28 years ago. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're gonna, we'll visit uh, with uh, one of the men who will be ordained tomorrow. His name is Deacon Gregory Hilsendegger. Uh, he'll be on uh, next. We'll, we'll visit with him. We'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.